Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Sitting here, I'm getting Kai ready for school. I'm getting myself put together. I have a dance class at the top of the next hour, and I was like, you know what? This is gonna help actually, because I, like you said, I'm getting bombarded by text messages and emails and direct messaging on all the social media apps because people, it's like January one hits and they're like, oh, you know what? I wanna get healthy. And honestly, it's never made sense to me. Like, I don't understand why January 1st has to be the green light to say, I'm gonna make this my best year ever in health and wellness and fitness. This is gonna be my moment where I'm gonna actually start making myself a priority, feeling my best from the inside out, it's truly never made sense to me. So yes, although it's been the busiest week of the year for me, which is exciting from like a business standpoint, it's also very frustrating for me from a personal standpoint because I look at how our society operates and how we live on these resolutions, right? New year comes, we have a new year resolution. We're like, I'm gonna go ahead and do this one thing. And we tend to focus on that resolution for one to two weeks and then we kind of get upset that we're not accomplishing whatever it is that we set out to do 
and we quit on our resolution and we go right back to our old habits and right back to our old lifestyle. And we wonder why six months from now, a year from now, we haven't moved the needle forward. Well, it's because we keep setting these quote unquote resolutions, thinking that that's going to help us step into the best version of ourselves. You guys, if you set a resolution, you are setting yourself up to fail. I'm going to stop and pause right there and let that just sink in for a second. If you set a resolution, you are setting yourself up to fail. Now, what do I mean by that? A New Year's resolution oftentimes comes when we we feel the year change and we're like, you know what? I am excited. We're just running on a drill in and we kind of feel like this is this is the new page. This is chapter one. This is a new beginning. And that excitement that we have when we set the resolution oftentimes wears off by 21 days from the moment that you set the resolution. Okay. When that excitement wears off, if you don't have anything else that's driving you and pushing you towards making that change in your life to fulfill that resolution, to fulfill and overcome that goal, then you're going to be exactly where you are the moment that you set the resolution. Instead, we need to have a shift in our mindset. We need to have a shift in our perception and stop setting resolutions, but instead make a commitment to creating habits to influence a change in our lifestyle, whether it's a physical change in our lifestyle, a mental change in our lifestyle, an emotional change in our lifestyle, just showing up differently, right? Being a little bit more conscientious of how we react to situations, things, and people, or just becoming more aware of our mindset when things get tough and times get tough and we start to face trials and tribulations and challenges, do we just revert back into our comfort zone or do we step up and say, you know what, I can, and lean in on our affirmations, lean in on our tribe, lean in on our mentality and our mindset and knowing that no matter what gets in my way, I'm gonna overcome it and be better for it. What is your mentality when things don't go your way? What is your mindset? What are the thoughts that are going on in your head when there is an excitement and adrenaline and January 1st there to push and propel you forward towards making change to live your best life and be your best self? I wanted to hop on today, Sarah. When you reached out to me, you said last minute, hey girl, can you hop on and do this segment? I wanted to hop on for a second to really kind of yell at everyone, <laughs> if I'm being honest. And if you guys are watching me on Instagram Live, you'll see that I'm smiling as I say this. I went live too, just so you guys can like see what it looks like when you're just kind of like running things last minute. But I wanted to hop on a yell and say, stop setting temporary goals. Instead, make a decision to change your life. Make a decision to get super clear and focused on the things that you're gonna do differently starting today that you will continue to do differently in 30 days from now, 60 days from now, six months from now, one year from now, five years from now, because you are committing to making yourself feel the best from the inside out. Don't make this a resolution where it's, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to get in the best shape of my life or this is going to be year that I start going to the gym or this is going to be year that I start to run two miles a day or I'm going to go and get ready for that marathon. Like, Don't set a goal like that because that's too temporary. It's too short term. Yes, you might lose 20 pounds, but guess what? The second you hit that goal because you didn't make it a habit and a lifestyle, you're going to revert right back to the habits that you had before and you're going to gain that 20 pounds back as quickly or even faster than you lost it. Because I see that happen all the time with people that I work with. All the time. And it's so frustrating. For me, it's not bringing a client on and having someone say, Nico, I need your help. I want to lose 20 pounds in eight weeks. I want to start making fitness a part of my life. I want to learn about Pilates. I want to learn about weightlifting. And I want you to hold my hand and get hitting this goal. And then once they hit the goal, it's like, Sixty days later saying, I gained all that weight back and they're so disappointed with themselves. They feel guilty and ashamed and I have to sit there and ask them, okay, so we work together for eight weeks. And in that eight weeks, we set a concrete goal to lose 20 pounds, 
to introduce you to new movements, to make you start fitting fitness into your lifestyle, not the other way around, fitting yourself into fitness. What changed after that time together? And they'll oftentimes admit that they went back to emotional eating. They went back to eating candy and sugar. They went back to eating all the pasta and all the bread and all the things that I told them, these things are not good for your gut, right? They reverted back to their old habits. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Well, if you thought you can lose 20 pounds and just go back to your old habits and you would still keep that 20 pounds off, my friends, I have to tell you, you're going insane. It doesn't work that way. When you make a decision to make health a part of your life, you make a decision to educate yourself on the things that you've been doing previously that are not healthy. Let me say that again. When you make a decision to make health a part of your life, you are also making a decision to learn and educate yourself on the things that were not allowing you to live a healthy lifestyle. Maybe those things were having a lack of sleep. You're only sleeping three, four hours a night, burning the candle at two ends. Maybe, maybe those things were you weren't drinking enough water. You'd only have a cup or two of water a day and the rest of it was filled with diet Cokes and artificial sweeteners and a ton of caffeine with extra creamer and extra honey and extra sugar and all those things, right? Like when I work with people, I need to educate them on the decisions that they make that are causing them not to be healthy in the first place. That's step number one. It's not let's lose 20 pounds. It's not let's start working out and preparing for a marathon. It's let's teach you what unhealthy looks like. Let's give you that education so then you can take it forward and implement it into the rest of your life. That's my goal. I think my brother Justin is here with us today. Justin, are you with me? Mike Flash, if you are. I sure am, Niku. Yes, I love it. So a lot of you know my sister Amelia Antonetti here on Clubhouse. She is my big sis. Um, she's been holding my hand and just guiding me and directing me and mentoring me through all things about entrepreneurship. Because you have to have a coach, you guys. You have to find someone that's where you want to be, doing the things that you want to be doing, and then ride on their coattails, learn from them, grow with them, and that's what gets you to elevate and up level. So I'm very, very new to the digital world, right? I've always run brick and mortar businesses and sales and marketing teams, but I've never had to do like online courses and products. So this is a very new world to me. When I teamed up with Amelia and she started teaching me about this world, as we got to the end of the year, she started telling me how she's sick and tired of starting and stopping and starting and stopping fitness and health and yo-yo dieting and doing all those things. Like she's ready to make a commitment to making healthy a lifestyle. She's ready to making a commitment to finding new ways to make movement something that she enjoys doing every single day, even if it's for only 10 minutes a day, because she wants to step into the best version of herself physically. She wants to really up-level herself and her health. So she's not just kicking ass and taking names in the entrepreneurial space and in business and in mindset and mentality, but she wants to take control of her physical self as well. So we started this five-day challenge and Justin knows about it because he's been there joining us every day, holding Amelia accountable, supporting us in this venture and finding new ways of movement that Amelia can fall in love with and make health a lifestyle. Justin, what have you thought about the last few days together? What have you seen in the shift? The, the consistency, right? I think everything you're saying is so true. Um, even when we had our conversations months back, what you told me was it is really about just being aware of the relationships and, and being true and honest with yourself about where you're at and it's not going to happen overnight. The reason I keep popping in is one, obviously you guys are family. So if I see the Instagram live pop up, I, I love popping in um, just to support. And the other is look at the community, right? And how cool is it when you guys pop up and you're doing your things, how the energy shifts for all of us, right? I remember Tony with the keys jumped in and Brielle and anybody that's here, keep an eye out on Niku's Instagram because the second they go live with Amelia, you're going to notice like 15 breakfast with champions people in there just shouting them on, right? And I think that's the cool thing is there's a trickle down effect from Amelia. You can see the energy shift in her eyes. I can see the energy shift in your eyes, Niku, just seeing that family show up and, and Amelia killing it. And it really does affect the rest of my day. I guarantee you it affects the rest of Amelia's day and everybody else's. But the key is consistency because we can feel good about two days of that. 
and then take two weeks off and eat all the pizza in the world, right? But if we can do more of that and less of the pizza, I think we'll be all right. I love that. Do more of that, do less of the pizza, and you'll be able to move forward in your direction. But think about it like it has to be two steps forward, one step back. Otherwise, if you're only taking one step forward in your goals and you're taking two steps back in your bad habits, then you're actually moving in the wrong direction, right? But you're right, Justin. I mean, it's been amazing to see the number of people that have shown up last minute. It's not like we're putting this out in our newsletter or texting our community. Like we're literally just putting something on our story. Hey, we're going live at this time today. And then we're just showing up. And our goal has only been let's move for five to 10 minutes. And we're on these stories and these lives for like, I don't know, I think it was like 25 minutes yesterday, just because of the family, having the people there and and talking and joking. And yesterday we were doing a yoga stretch class and Tony with the keys was with us. And he's like, oh my gosh, my knees aren't feeling this. Like, how do you get your nose to your knee? And then we're talking about his wife, giving him an assist to get his side by. Like, it was hilarious. But it's just so cool to see the power of when people come together in community. And if you write down that word community and you capitalize the word unity in there, Community is all about unifying people together that are like-hearted, like-minded to help support one another, uplift one another, and elevate one another towards fulfilling our goals and the things that we set out to do. That's what community is. It's not just a group of people that come together and they're like, hey, we're a community. No, it's what are you doing to really hold the hand of your brother and sister next to you and support them? When times get tough, because I know after these five days, Amelia's going to run into some tough times. She's going to get a super busy schedule. She's going to be traveling like crazy. And it's going to be hard for her to find that time to move for 10 minutes a day. And that's when the work really starts. That's when the power of community really kicks in. When she can lean on me and say, hey, Niku, like, I'm so busy today. I've been up since 4 a.m. working with people that are on the other side of the world and I have business meetings till 7 p.m. and then I have to work with my kids and this and that. And that's when I'm gonna, she's gonna lean in on me and say, how do you do this? How do you make health a priority when you're exhausted and when your business is pulling you in so many different directions? And that's when I'm gonna tell her, hey, on that conference call that you were on with the developers in India, was there ever a minute of silence where they were just talking and presenting to you their project where you could have maybe gotten down in a one minute plank. And that's gonna be eye-opening to her. That's gonna give her a perspective change of, wow, I can still be doing my business functions and including little moments of movement throughout my day that don't mean I have to go and drive to a gym and be at a gym for 30 minutes to an hour, right? And then drive back home and then have to shower and all this stuff with meetings. Like you can literally find moments in your day to just include movement, doing the things that you're already doing. For instance, when I'm making breakfast in the morning for my son, I'll go ahead and I'll use the kitchen countertop and I'll do five to 10 push-ups, just because. And guess what? My son sees me doing that, he's two years old and he starts to mimic me. I have a lot of parents coming to me saying that I need to make more healthy choices and food and snacks for my children. I want to start incorporating movement into our lives because I can see that my children are following this path of going towards obesity. And I tell those moms, they say, okay, well, let me ask you a question. What are you doing that your children are watching you do? What are the habits that you have that your children are observing and taking on as well? Because from the age of zero to seven years old, our children are just 100% operating in their subconscious mind, meaning that they're not consciously making decisions that they thought through and they said, hey, I decide to be healthier. I decide not to be healthy. They are just downloading what they see from us and through their observation of us and our habits and the way that we react and the way that we show up, they're then forming their own version of themselves. So if they just see us eating um, really, really unhealthy foods, GMO products, high high carb products, things that are just not good for our gut, not good for our body, not good for our mind. That's all that they know. To them, it seems totally normal to eat pasta and bread and all these things every single day. To them, it seems totally normal to throw a fit in a tantrum because that's gonna earn them a candy bar, right? What habits are we allowing our children to see in us that is gonna then be okay for them so that when they grow older, they're like, well, that's all that I saw, that that's normal to me. 
define normal. Is it normal to have poor gut health? Is it normal to wake up every day feeling exhausted and fatigued? Should it be normal that after you have a meal, you're bloating as though you were four to five months pregnant and you have gut-wrenching pain and you're having digestive issues and you start to have skin issues as a result of the gut health issues where you're dealing with acne and psoriasis and eczema and rosacea and all these things that your body is screaming and showing you physically on the outside, something is wrong in your body. Something is wrong in your gut. And if it's not showing up in your skin, it's definitely showing up in your mind and your cognition. When you're getting that brain fog, or you're having a hard time making decisions last minute, and you just feel exhausted at 1 to 2 p.m. in the afternoon, regardless of how much sleep you got, you guys, your body is telling you that something's wrong. Are you listening? Are you tuning in? I'm so grateful that Amelia made the decision to join me on this challenge this week. I'm grateful that she saw me as someone that can truly help her implement change that will be long lasting. I'm grateful for that opportunity to guide and direct her in, a, in an industry that I've been working in for over a decade. I've had so many of my own trials and tribulations and failures along the way. I mean, let's just not, let's not say that fitness is easy for me. It's not. You guys will be the first to know that I hate cardio. I hate cardio. <laughs> Amelia's like, I just did a 45-minute ride on my Peloton. Join me. I'm like, no, girlfriend, I don't want to do that. I'm very clear on the types of movements that I love that make me feel joy, that are fun, that make me feel strong and invigorated. And I'm very clear on the things that I do not like, like sitting on a bike and riding until my hip flexors feel like they're gonna snap, right? But that's just me. But I, I have that awareness of what I love and what I don't. A lot of people don't give themselves the opportunity to learn what they truly enjoy. They start up at the gym for a month, January 1st. It's the highest enrollment in all the gyms throughout the year. And by February 1st, they've quit going or they've canceled their membership because they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I go to the gym. I don't know how to use these machines. Like, I really want to get buff, strong arms, but I don't know how to do that. They might not be willing to hire a personal trainer to teach them and hold their hand along the way. Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. So they quit. But what they don't realize is that physical fitness isn't just about lifting weights. There are so many other forms of activity out there. You just haven't given yourself the opportunity to find the one that you love yet. Maybe for you, it's running. Maybe for you, it's not being anywhere near a gym or a studio, but it's going out in nature and hiking. Maybe it's swimming. Maybe it's horseback riding. Maybe it's dancing. It doesn't have to be dancing in a dance class like I do, but it might be dancing in your living room with your family, putting on your favorite jams, whether that's rock or hip hop or pop or country, whatever it is for you. Find something that you love that when you move and you do it, you feel the energy from within you burst out of you. For me, I feel that when I do Pilates. I feel that when I do yoga. I feel that when I dance. I feel that when I lift weights. That's what works for me. But I, I force myself to try all different types of movement all the time. Can you make a list of 20 forms of movement right now? Grab a pen, grab a paper, and start writing out 20 ways that you can move. And it might not look conventional. It doesn't have to look like a CrossFit class or running or walking. Write out 20 ways that you can move. Okay, you have a baby taking your baby on a walk. Can I skip? Can we do some skipping? Skipping counts. Yes. <laughs> skipping on there. Nice. Yes. Put sprinting from rise and grind room to your other room, whatever it is. Put 20 forms of movement down on a piece of paper right now. Go. I want you guys to unmic and tell me one form of movement. Dancing. Dancing. Shadow boxing. Shadow boxing. Love it. Swimming. Swimming. Aerobics. Child's pose. Squats. Oh, I love child's pose. Write that down five times. 
Hiking. Hiking. I have here cardio, kickboxing, and cycling on Instagram Live. What else? What the, he- what the heck is, is child's pose? What, what, what the heck is that? Glenn, Need you actually took the yoga. yoga. If sent you, you would know what it is, brother. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. I see you not doing your homework. Oh my goodness. I yoga. Pilates. Yoga. Pilates. Did you guys know in yoga, there's like seven different forms of yoga? There's slow flow yoga. There's fast flow yoga. There's heated yoga. There's Ashtanga yoga. There's Iyengar yoga, which you literally hold a pose for 10 to 15 minutes, just focusing on the alignment of your body. Talk about, oh my God. There is yin yoga where you just rest. I'm a power vinyasa girl over here, Niku. What was that? I'm a power vinyasa girl over here. I got a power vinyasa girl. Who was that? Who was Sarah McCord right above you, sister, hanging out with you this hour. I freaking love you. Why are you not showing up? You're not showing up on my screen. So PTR, babe, PTR. <laughs> I've been hanging oh, I you. see you. I see you, honey boo boo. I see you. Yeah, I'm a power vinyasa girl too. So if you guys don't know, throw me an arm balance, throw me an inversion all day, and I love to do it. If you guys are interested in what the heck we're talking about, go on my Instagram right now. If you're not giving me a follow yet, please give me a follow. That's the greatest currency ever. Um, but look at the live that I did yesterday with Amelia. We did some stretching for her hips. We did some stretching for her back and her legs. And I threw in a couple of my favorite arm balances in there. So go check that out if you're like, what the heck is power yoga and what are arm balances? That's on yesterday. All right, more activity. We have 12 listed here. I need eight more. Niku, this is Tony Mo. Um, everybody has to go to the bathroom. So if you just <laughs> commit to, to doing either 10 squats or 10 push-ups while going to the bathroom, that'll work too. Tony, I knew you were going to say that. So here's a funny story. Um, We were traveling the last three weeks, so I wasn't able to get into a gym or do my normal workouts. Anytime I went to the bathroom, I did exactly what you just said. I did 10 squats, held the last one, 10 little pulses, then stood up and did a quick thigh stretch and left the bathroom, and that was my workout for the day. So I love that you just said that. Bathroom workouts are the best. Microwave. Microwave. I like it. This is Monica. When I have... When I have tea or coffee in the microwave, I do reverse lunges. I do like two to three minutes of reverse lunges alternating. It's awesome. I love that. I love that so much. Some people on Instagram Live are saying they can't hear me. Go ahead and join us on Clubhouse Breakfast with Champions. You'll be able to hear the audio there. Visuals here for you on Instagram Live. All right, coming back. I need to get three more. Knee raises. Hey, did anybody mention uh, walking yet? Uh, we hey, haven't heard walking yet. <laughs> I was just going to say. Share that idea know, so people can click over. What was that? I said, if you want to share that link to that live, then people can go over to IG and watch at the same time if you'd like, if you have the link handy. Girlfriend, I'm not that technically savvy. How do I do that? <laughs> um, If you take the link. She does hit, that to me all the time, the, by the way. The She's little, like, just, just right. do the thing. Just, <laughs> just grab the link, do the thing. I'm like, what right? are you talking so, about? Well, by the way, so for everyone in the room, if, you hit, if you're a moderator, if you hit the three little dots at the top right corner, if you're a moderator, you can edit the pinned link. Nico, I didn't know you were live right now, but if you're live with visuals, um, one of the things that we've been really trying to do here is pin links for people to have more experiences on clubhouse to build out this audio i'm loving this health segment you're doing and if you have visual aids let's go let's do it yeah i'm there so here's the deal i have my instagram on my phone and i have clubhouse on my ipad because that's how untechnically savvy i am to do the two at the same time wait i tried to pin it so hopefully that worked but if not let me know Thank you, Sally. And I know Dora Maria just sent something in the WhatsApp too. So if you guys can handle that on the back end, I'm going to keep pouring in here on the front end. I heard walking. I heard knee raises. Those are Niku, this is Dan. I have another one. I do burpees as well. Oh, Dan. Why do you have to say that? Burpees are so hard. They're good. They're really good for the (laughs) gut and stomach, obviously, and and everything. And they get your heart going. They are. They're You're so not allowed to use that word. Burpees is a bad word. Burpees is a bad word. Well, I think running is a bad word, but a lot of you subscribe to it. So well, what do you know? What do you know? 
You guys, I'm gonna give you a couple of quick tips. If you're looking to start implementing small little changes right here at the new year to making health a part of your lifestyle, number one, after your meal, get up and walk around for five minutes. Something simple that we can all do. Get up, wash your dishes, clean your kitchen, clean up the toys, you know, whatever you gotta do. If you're at a restaurant, get up and walk the long way through the parking lot back to your car. But that five minutes of walking after a meal actually helps your metabolism jumpstart and it helps you get into that state of digestion a lot more quickly. So movement right after you eat is super helpful for getting everything movement. If you think about it, when you're eating, typically you're sitting down. So you're in a sedentary state, the food's just kind of sitting there, right? Sitting on that way down to your stomach or in your stomach. If you get up after you eat and just walk for five to 10 minutes, you help to start that food moving through the system more quickly. And gravity alone is just gonna help push things down in the direction that we want it to go, which is out elimination, right? So start incorporating movement in right after you eat in a simple way that all of us can do is just walk, okay? I have a client of mine who cannot walk. She she has a wheelchair and I tell her, I'm like, hey, you can still move after you eat. Just go and ride around on the wheelchair for a couple of minutes. And you guys, if I sent you a picture of her, her arms are so freaking toned since she started doing that. It's been the best arm workout ever for her and she has better digestion. She doesn't have any issues bloating after she eats and she's not going to the bathroom every two to three days. She's regular at least once a day, if not two, three times a day, which is really what a good digestion is. It's turning a bowel movement two to three times a day in case you guys didn't know. Um, other things that I wanted to go ahead and share with you guys before I pass the mic to my sister, Sarah, for a moment, I have a challenge coming up and it's gonna be a free masterclass on Tuesday, January 18th. Write that down right now. Tuesday, January 18th at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, or sorry, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's gonna be 4 p.m. Pacific. I'm gonna be hopping on a very intimate environment with you guys in a masterclass workshop setting. I'm gonna tell you my three top tips on how to take back your health in 2022. Number one, I'm gonna teach you how to manage nutrition, teach you the foods that are causing you to feel inflamed and bloated and not feel satiated, vital, and energetic. Number two, I'm gonna teach you some very simple mindfulness techniques that will immediately lower your stress cortisol levels so that you're improving your sleep, you're improving your cognition, you're improving your ability to make decisions more effectively without having extra gray hairs. And then number three, I'm gonna teach you movement and why movement is so powerful, not just in your physical health, but in your mental, emotional health and in rebalancing your hormones holistically, void of supplementation, void of yo-yo dieting, void of hormone therapy, void of complicated blood work and having to go to see a hormone specialist every week or every month or all the crazy things that I had to do. You guys, I went to 17 different specialists when I was trying to heal my leaky gut. I was diagnosed with SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. They wanted to put me on three weeks of antibiotics. I healed my SIBO holistically by changing the foods that I was eating, incorporating simple mindfulness techniques into my day, and just really focusing on finding forms of movement that I loved. I also was diagnosed with severe postpartum depression, which I also healed holistically through food and mindfulness. So if you're interested in learning more about how to take back your health in 2022, Join me for my free masterclass on January 18th. Um, do me a favor, click on my face here on Clubhouse, slide down, give me a follow on Instagram. We're gonna have that landing page for how to register for free up in the next 48 hours. So follow me on Instagram, you'll see it on my IG stories. You'll see it in the link that I have on my page, but let's stay connected. Let's make this our best year ever, not just for the year, but for the rest of our lives because you owe it to yourself to make yourself a priority. Sarah, I love you. I'm going to pass you the mic while I go and get myself ready to run out the door and then I'll be back here in a couple minutes. Absolutely, Miku. That was so extraordinary. And there are three things that you touched on that I want to highlight for everyone listening because Miku and I both geek out over fitness a little bit. She's such an inspiration. And the three things that she touched on the first 30 minutes, I'll recap for you and then we'll open this up to me were um, mindset, community, and movement. So the first thing that she was saying about um, people who just set that goal, like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds, but they don't actually change their mindset around health, around like why, why they have that goal. Last time you see people when they have aesthetic goals, as she said, maybe they'll reach them, but then they'll, they'll, they'll gain all the weight right back because it's not a lifestyle goal. Like they say, you can't get rich with a broke mindset. You can't get healthy with an unhealthy mindset, right? If you haven't decided why you want to prioritize health, why you want to hold that one minute plank as she was saying why you want to eat healthier really 
the motivation and the mindset behind why you want to get healthier. The second thing that Niku touched on was finding a form of movement that you actually enjoy. And as she said, there's so many people. Now, maybe you're someone who says, I hate running, but I do it anyway. But there are so many people who find success when they allow themselves just to sweat every day and decide what that movement is. So I love the roundtable we did on that. And then when Niku said that community includes the word unity, I can't tell you in my own fitness journey how powerful I found having an accountability partner, right? Having someone who you text early in the morning because you know, I talked about this in another segment, what a learning curve it was for me, not to break promises to myself, but I know most people who I know who are here, you all have servant hearts. And so one thing I know is you don't want to let down someone else. So maybe if you let yourself get away with not hitting that workout or, or not eating that healthy meal, whatever the case may be, if you knew that someone else was depending on you, right? If you guys had a plan that you were both going to work out together, you were both going to achieve a goal together, you don't want to let that other person down. And so that community, that accountability can be the game changer. So I'm super grateful for Niku for stepping into this segment in the first week of January. When, as she said, so many of us are thinking about our health, even though we should be thinking about it year round. And I want to look for some mic flashes on the stage. I'm looking around for people who want to jump in on anything that you've heard, um, or maybe any success tips that you have around wellness, fitness, fit habits. For some reason, I'm not seeing the flashes on my app. So just say your name if you want to chime in on this topic. This is Dan. Hi. Oh, go ahead, ladies first. Hi. Good morning. I am loving the conversation. This is Dr. Jamesia. I really, really, um, I focus on more or less what I put in my mouth. You know, I, I believe that 85% to 90% of what we eat contributes to our health and our, our wellness. And um, of course we need, you know, we do need to exercise. We definitely need that. But longevity for me is eating, you know, to live, not living to eat. So that's, that's my pretty much philosophy. <laughs> Thank you for letting me speak. I freaking love what you just said, Dr. Janicia, and I can't agree more. For people that are looking to really feel their best and solve their gut health issues and lose the weight permanently, it's 10 to 20% about the exercise. It's 80 to 90% about the foods that you're putting into your body and learning which foods are gonna make you feel the best energetically, emotionally, and which foods are actually causing you to have that vitality and that satiety that you're looking for after you eat. What do I mean by that? If you're eating food and you feel bloated or you feel lethargic and tired and groggy or you're having a hard time digesting, you're not turning about at least two times a day, you're eating the wrong foods for your body and every single gut microbiome is different. My gut microbiome is different from Sarah's, it's different from Glenn's. So it's about finding someone that can really help you find out what foods work best for you, what foods make you feel the best, not just in your physical body, but what foods are actually providing you to have the best emotional body too. So I love that. I just wanted to amplify that. I love you. Thank you. Amazing. Dan, what were you going to share? Sure. Uh, first of all, Niku, you're amazing. Really amazing. Everything you're talking about resonates with me. Uh, when I was 20, I, I loved eating red meat. I loved hamburgers and steak as much as anyone. But suddenly I started noticing that I was getting severe stomach aches after I ate delicatessen. So I had to cut that out. And then steak. So I had to cut that out, even though I loved it. And then burgers and it dawned on me, I'm not meant to eat red meat. So I quit that out. I quit that when I was like 20 and for decades, I never had a stomach ache, never. But I still ate, you know, junk food and I love my chocolate and I do like my sugar and I know it's not right. And I just want to say that changing my diet in general, um, I, I juice a lot during the day. I quit coffee 20 years ago. So I appreciate so much of listening to your body and everything you're talking about resonates with me, but I have such a long way to go. I just want to say that every little bit of information you're sharing is so helpful. And we already follow each other here, but I've followed you now on Insta. I'll take your masterclass. You're awesome. I'm Dan. I've done speaking. I appreciate you, Dan. I just want to be really clear on something that Dan said. He's been exploring the foods that make him feel the best. And this is going to be kind of crazy. I'm going to admit this to all of you. Obviously, as a health and wellness and fitness coach and expert working in this industry for as long as I've been, I've tried a lot of the different diets out there. 
I've done the Whole30, I've done Atkins, I've done Paleo. I was even a vegetarian at one point. I was a vegan, I've done keto, I've done carnivore, I've done high, high fat, I've done low fat, I've done high carb, I've done, I mean, I've done it all. Needless to say, it was through the experimentation of these different diets that I was able to formulate, based on my observation, how these different types of foods were affecting my own gut. And that was through lab work and blood work to really see what was happening inside my body based on the way that I was eating. For me specifically, I did the worst out of all the diets when I was vegan. My body needed more protein. My body really needed more vitamin Bs and I wasn't getting enough for me specifically when I was a vegan. Now, a lot of people look at me and they're like, what, you're not vegetarian? You're a yoga teacher and you're, you're thin and blah, 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 blah. I I'm not a vegetarian. And when I tried to be one, that's when I had my cystic acne. That's when I had my gastritis. That's when I was having IBD. Like I had the, my major gut health issues when I tried that way of life. Now that's not to say that that's not gonna work for someone else here, but it's about finding the foods that work the best for you. So become inquisitive, start exploring and paying attention. If you need help with journaling to figure out like what foods are really suiting you best or where to even begin on that journey of finding out what is the best form. I don't even like to call it a diet. I hate diets because diets are something that we set and we quit but it's about mindful eating, what's working best for you. So thank you, Dan, for sharing that because I think it was really powerful for people. Thank you. Good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Triple J, hello, hello, everyone. What up, brother? <laughs> what's up, dog? You know, I love um, what you were saying up there and, and I'm an advocate man of change, you know what I'm saying? And whatever you find that works for you when you make that change, that's what you need to do, you know? And I'm so glad now it's almost been a year since I decided to change. I don't even like the word diet. I can't stand it. You know what I'm saying? But I love the word change. That is my word. You know what I'm saying? And I decided to change last year in January. And, you know, after going through 11 years of type 2 diabetes, man, and all it took for me was to change what was on my plate and, you know, to be able to put my diabetes in remission. You know, you can't beat that, you know what I'm saying? And you can't dispute that or argue with me on it because I lived it, man, and went through it. I did all of that without exercise, too, by the way. I just did that by just changing what was on my plate, man. And it was an amazing journey. I'm exercising now this year. I'm starting with that. But, man, I just love um, the word change. You know, I think people, they say diet, diet, diet. You always hear it in January. You hear it in December. Man, just change, man. Make it a lifestyle change. I'm Triple J, your heavyweight champion of the world, and I'm done speaking, baby. Woo! Triple J, I love you so much, and I, I love that you said that. It's actually taboo with the, the clients that I work with. You're not allowed to say the word diet because we're not getting you prescribed to any one way of eating or any one diet. We're really diving deep into your specific goals, what you're specifically experiencing from a physical, mental, emotional standpoint. So holistically, we can see where is this stemming from? We need to get to the root cause of our issues. If we have a weight gain issue, that's not just coming from food. It could be coming from stress. It'd be coming from sleep patterns. It could be coming from emotional eating habits, right? So we got to find ways to make a change, like you said, and finding the things that are best suited for ourselves. So I love that you said that. That's my new word for the year. It's change. Hello. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Natasha um, Smith. I just want to say, um, just through my experience that, um, yeah, just listen to your body of what you, um, put in your mouth because for me, maybe a couple of years ago, I had, uh, was experiencing, I guess, excessive mucus production I, um, possibly my provider thought it was like post nasal drip where you have that drainage constantly in the back of your throat. So I tried, uh, several medications, Legra Claritin, Zyrtec. None of that worked. And so I was thinking something was going on with me. And so I decided maybe I should go see a pulmonologist or something like that. So what I did was did my research and I kept saying, I'm going to try um, like no meat for 21 days. And it actually went away. And so now I just know if I eat like meats, I'm, it just tends to bother me. So I just try to like stay away from that as much as I can. And I usually just 
try to tell others, like when they tell me their issues, you know, basically you just try to eat to live and rather live to eat. That's just something that everybody should do. But anyway, I'm done here. This is Natasha. Thank you. Thank you, Natasha. I appreciate that. And here's another thing. A lot of people are reaching out saying, hey, Nico, I caught a little cold. Where are some holistic remedies that I can use to fight it? Number one, if ever you have a cold or you have that excess mucus buildup, whether it's in your throat and your nose, stop the dairy because dairy actually makes the mucus lining thicker, which makes you more congested. So one way of helping your body decongest is by eliminating all dairy, especially when you're in that state of feeling sick or having that cold or that flu. The second thing is taking some anti-inflammatories, like a turmeric is a really powerful natural one, but there's a lot of great things out there that we can be doing holistically just through our foods and then things that we should be avoiding at different times, like if you're having a heart condition or you're having issues with diabetes or you're having issues with high cholesterol or you're dealing with GERD or acid reflux, there's a lot of things that you can be doing in your food that'll actually help you alleviate that without having the right reach for that medication. So. Thank you for that share, Natasha. I appreciate it. Niku, this is Monica. May I pipe in for a moment? 100% sister. Good morning. Fabulous segment. And I love seeing you on the on the Instagram live. Thank you for that. That was fun to see your beautiful face. We were, I'm talking this morning, uh, early in the morning, I think it was the 5 a.m. or the 5.30 segment. Someone mentioned about when you want to make a transformation or a change in your life, you need to shift your identity as opposed to just adding this set of tasks to your routine, which I totally agree with. However, what I also agree with from my own experience and client experience is that consistent application of tasks can facilitate the shift in identity. So it is circular. They feed one another. But what's interesting, and you talked about it earlier, is that we, we see our clients backsliding and going back to old behaviors. That's because as human beings, we revert to our old comfort patterns under stress or when things get difficult. So in order for us to build the discipline to not revert, revert back when things go under stress, that's where coaching comes in, like what you're talking about. You have your clients um, and you have them text you and I do a similar thing. And, and so it's this whole beautifully linked system of when you create accountability outside yourself, like training wheels and guardrails, that helps you to build the consistency with the tasks, which helps you to build and facilitate the shift in your identity. And that is a really awesome cycle to create. So I'm just really thrilled that there are so many people here listening to this and really open to the idea of making powerful, positive change in their life. Because when you change your health, you are opening the door to other forms and, and fashions of self-mastery that are so remarkable you can't even imagine. This is Monica and I'm done. Monica, I, I can't amplify that enough. 100% consistency is key, but speaking to what you were talking about, there's definitely an emotional aspect of when we kind of stop on a protocol or on a coaching program or on a quote-unquote diet. That's a taboo word. I hate using it, but people will start something, achieve a result, and then they revert back to old habits. A lot of that is because of programming of our subconscious minds. Our subconscious minds, as I said, they were actually created from the age of zero, right? During the third trimester of pregnancy until the age of seven. So if we don't do the work, not just in changing our eating habits, our health habits, our movement habits, if we don't do the work on reprogramming our subconscious mind and our deep thought habits that are happening when we're not even consciously aware of them, then that's when we revert back to those comfort zones, those forms of emotional eating or ways to make ourselves feel safe and protected like when we were zero to seven years old. So that's another layer that I work with everyone on. It's, it's not just the food and it's definitely not the movement. The movement's 20%. The food is 70, 80%. But really there's a huge element of mindfulness that we use to help people utilize tools that are going to help them reprogram that subconscious mind so that when times get tough or when protocols end, you have a deep layer of understanding of I, I'm a new person. I'm a new person. I think differently when I'm not even consciously aware. When I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming differently. So that's something for those of you that want to really geek out on transformation in 2022. Start to look at how you can reprogram your subconscious mind. My favorite ways, deep meditation, affirmation, journaling, yoga, and breath work. That's a couple of things that I do. And if you're curious about that, just send me a DM. I'm happy to guide and direct you. Hey, Nico, it's Michael. Oh, sorry. Hey, Michael. Go ahead, Michael. I'll go after you. 
Hey, um, great segment. Um, and I just, I love what you're dropping down as far as diet. So I just encourage uh, two things. One, mindful eating. You know, obviously we're, we're busy. A lot of times we're eating on the run, eating at our desk. We're wolfing it down. And one of the healthy, healthiest things that we can do, we, you know, we spend the money on whole foods, hopefully good for us foods, is to slow down and just take a few meals during the week where there's um, no clubhouse, no podcast, no TV, no reading, just you and your meal and really experience it, slow it down so you can get all the nutritional benefit of it. Um, and it's also going to tap into your satiety signal in your in your brain. So you'll know when you're full so you don't overeat your body, right? And so and that's um so you just you appreciate the food and, and there's a little gratitude obviously mixed in there. So I, I love what you're sharing there. And I just wanna echo I think what Sarah said and really sort of a hallmark of this community is hey together we go far. So have an accountability partner, have someone, you know I have some text threads with a lot of people around fitness and health, and I just encourage people to you know, find that buddy, find that person that's going to bring out the best in you, that will challenge you enough, um, but will be there if you fall down, that first hand that picks you up. And so that combination, I just I love what you shared. But yeah, have an accountability partner and taking some meals during the week and just mindfully eat is going to feel super slow but you'll have a different experience with your food. And I think you'll have even more gratitude for it. And Michael, I'm done speaking. Michael, that's one of the most powerful things that I learned in my very first yoga training was the importance of being mindful when you're eating because you're, you're literally downloading that food into your body. And if a lot of us, we're not even aware when we're eating, if we're, like you said, listening to an audiobook or having a conversation on the phone or doing work on the side, we're just kind of shoveling the food down and not realizing what our hunger level is. Like there are some days when I'm eating and I'm just, I'm eating whatever's on my plate, but I'm not even hungry. But it's like, it's 12 o'clock, it's time to eat. Let me go ahead and eat. If you really pay attention to how your body's feeling when you're eating, how your stomach is feeling, you're just gonna have so much more awareness of, wow, I was just eating to eat or I'm overeating, but my, my body's trying to tell me that it's not hungry, but I'm too busy distracting myself and focusing my attention all these other places that you don't even become aware of what's happening within you. So I love that, no distractions. That's a rule here in our household when we're eating. It's 100% focus on the meal and our family time, but it's also so that we can really become hyper aware and in tune with Am I truly hungry right now? I want to start feeling those hunger signals when they tell me, hey, I'm full. I'm doing good. This is Tiff with the Pink Bubblegum. I can listen to you all day long. I love your voice. I love how you present. I love your confidence. I love your knowledge. You're so inspiring. I just, I could listen to you all day. Um, and I got so many nuggets today. I have been in the health and wellness industry for almost 19 years now. And it just, this is just what lights me on fire. Uh, something I want to share is when you have your health, you have everything. But when you don't, nothing else matters. And really think about that, you guys. Take to heart what you just heard today and try, see what you can do to implement. Even if you start one thing, just do one simple thing every single day. What if you made a simple change every single day? By the end of this month, you can have 30 changes in your life that can make a difference. But you have to start. And don't wait until you're sitting in that hospital bed wishing that you would have started today. So I just want to thank you guys so much for having me and thank you for this segment. This was just so awesome and I, I'm loving it. This is Tiff with the Pink Bubblegum. I'm done. Thank you, Tiff. And can I just say how cute your picture is? I think that's adorable. Like you just brought a big smile to my face and earned a, a big time follower. You guys, I love what Tiff is saying about making conscious decisions every day on creating new habits, new changes that are going to help you step into the best version of you. One thing I'll also say with that is don't take on too much. If we take on more than we can commit to, it's more about the commitment, right? So if you can just commit to one thing that you know is going to be an easy, simple, small step towards the best version of you, 
then just commit to that one thing. Don't feel overwhelmed. And that doesn't mean that if you were to make 50 commitments or 30 commitments or five commitments, that when you get overwhelmed, that you're failing, you're not. Just scale yourself back and really become aware of your capacity. How much can you commit to changing that's going to make you feel invigorated and feel excited and feel like you are doing the right thing by you? And how much is beyond your capacity? You could always make a list of those things to come back to later once you've established clear habits when you make simple changes now. Powerful stuff, Niku. Powerful stuff, sister. And you're inspiring me too because I'll be honest, I'm going to shoot you a call. I like, I, you know, I don't necessarily think that it's my, you know, could be my gut. Like for example, my skin has been crazy broken out lately, but hearing you talk about kind of all of these cues that our body gives us, um, I'm like, I'm going to hit up Niku after this segment. So as I said before, I super appreciate you stepping into surf sick. Tell us really resonating. I think we have time for maybe one or two more shares. Uh, and then I'll kind of tell you where you can find us and then we'll close this room out for the day. Would anyone else like to contribute to this conversation? Christina, go for it. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you so much, Niku. This is such an amazing talk and it's so inspiring, um, but it should be inspiring for every day of the year, not just, um, you know, January. But I do want to share, you know, I think the mindset was so important. Um, and you mentioned that you had uh, suffered from postpartum. I did too. And um, not only that, um, some severe depression after I lost my husband. And really getting moving is like, it, it, it incites all the endorphins, the serotonin in your body, and just whatever that movement is. And for me, it was dance, actually, because it was just happy. And, you know, I didn't really feel like I was working out. And by doing that, just getting moving, it changes your whole mindset. And, you know, the eating and all that is very much rooted in sometimes in trauma, because when you know you go back to your childhood or you know experiences you've had in your life you realize that a lot of time food is linked to that and i loved what um, a couple of the other speakers mentioned about mindful eating and being present versus you know when you're bored or you're sad or you're angry versus going for that ice cream in the freezer maybe just drink a glass of water or you know i did drink alcohol a lot when i was um depressed and you know when now we're back in lockdown here in ontario canada and i know there's so many people that um you know, are depressed and they're not getting out and they're not moving and it's like a vicious cycle. But as soon as you get out moving, it's, it's the best medicine ever. And I always say, you know, health is wealth and in particular wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H. And I love yoga. It got me through so much. It's cathartic and child's pose. I love that. Or <laughs> Shavasana. That's the reward at the end. So I just wanted to share that, you know, everybody go for a walk, dance in your living room like nobody's watching or, you know, do a little yoga. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Just put on an app or, or something on YouTube. And um, yeah, just think about before you reach for that ice cream, um, why, what the trigger is. Because for me, a lot of it was, you know, missing my husband and, and so on. But, you know, I didn't, I gained weight. And then I uh, realized this is not how I want to live my life. I have a daughter to look after. And, you know, and the gyms just recently opened, but they closed again, but I was going to the gym every day. And sometimes it's hard to be motivated when you're on your own, but a room like this can really help. And an accountability partner, like someone mentioned, is fabulous. So I'm Christina Shea from Blue Skies Life. And uh, thank you for um, allowing me to share and have a wonderful, wonderful day, everyone. Christina, I love that share so incredibly much for a number of different reasons, but I'll just, I'll land my plane right here. I lost my father in 2009 um, when I was 21 years old and I was devastated at the time. Um, he passed away from cancer. It was just, it was just really, really horrendous. Long story short, I didn't realize that every time I reached for a bagel, it was because I was craving this connection with my dad because before he had passed every single morning when I was a child, he would come home with bagels after his morning workout and we would have family breakfast together over bagel sandwiches. Now, fast forward over 20 years later, right? I've, I've moved out of my family's house when I was a teenager and all of that. A lot of you know that story, but story for another day. I found out that I have some gut health issues. I don't do well with dairy. I'm very lactose intolerant and I'm gluten sensitive as well. So when I reach for bagels, sometimes I get really confused, but I can't help myself. It's like, I feel like I'm addicted to bagels. It wasn't until recently when I was working through mindfulness and I was doing a meditation and then I actually
actually talked to a therapist about it that she said, your bagel is your connection to your father. Like you said, the food is healing a trauma or it's filling a void that I've had now for over 13 years since my father passed, where when I, when I really truly miss him without even knowing it, my subconscious tells me, go eat a bagel. So I think that's really powerful. If you guys feel like you are addicted to a certain type of food, maybe take a look at where is that stemming from? Where is that addiction coming from? A lot of kids that are addicted to candy, it's because anytime they do something good, their, their parents reward them with a candy bar, or they reward them by taking them to Baskin Robbins to get a scoop of ice cream. So fast forward to when they're adults, they're still addicted to ice cream and candy because whenever they do something good, it's a reward system for them. So just being really mindful of where some of these habits were established, I think is really, really powerful for sure. But I just wanted to reiterate that because that was a really powerful share. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.